back to page eight. I'm joined by a very special guest today, the Auburn super fan himself, Michael Floyd. Wow, that that kind of feels nice coming from you, Jack. <laughs> you're welcome. I mean, you're a big Twitter presence for Auburn, um, but you're a little bit more than just Auburn football itself. You're uh, Auburn high school football. So, what could you tell me so far, like how you've you know thought about Auburn high school this year? You know, um, I guess being this Auburn super fan number two here at Auburn University, you know, it, it kind of comes with this thing that I don't just love Auburn University. I love the city of Auburn, and within the city of Auburn is Auburn High School. And I have been very lucky and privileged to just follow their football team around, uh, notably because their football coach was my football coach at my high school, my senior year at T.R. Miller High School down in Bruden, Alabama. Um, so now Coach Etrich is the head football coach at Auburn High School. Auburn High School is a team that has always had talent. You know, they are the biggest high school in the state of Alabama. The big So Alabama has seven classifications, uh, one through seven, and they are the largest 7A high school. Um, and I believe down the road they're looking to split the high schools into separate high schools, um, but that is still being worked out and to be determined on all of that. Um, Auburn High School this year is coming off of a state championship appearance right there in Jordan-Hare Stadium, which is probably five minutes from the main campus, um, coming off of a loss to Thompson, who has won the state championship, I think, now four years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like they might do five in a row, but, you know, we will see. <laughs> um, but for this team to come back this season and have that weight on their shoulders, like we went to a state championship game and we lost on our home turf. It kind of stings, and they had to deal with that from December until August of this year. So that's a long time holding on to mm-hmm. that and just letting that play out in the back of your mind through the entire offseason and preseason. Um, they started off the season with a convincing win over Hoover, which is a known perennial power in the state of Alabama. And then the following week, they lost to uh, Enterprise High School on a game-winning field goal. It was Auburn had the lead and, 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 and kind of just a late interception with two minutes and 34 seconds to go in the game there. Um, Enterprise was able to intercept, drive the ball, run the clock down, and then kick a game-winning field goal. Uh, the following week, they traveled to Dothan, Alabama, got a double overtime win over Dothan. Um, then they went to Montgomery to play now Jag, which is formerly known as Jefferson Davis, kind of got a convincing 46-0 win. And last week, they had their homecoming against Percy Julian, which is now Robert Lee High School. Um, so now they're, they're off to 4-1 and one right now, uh, which is really good considering the region they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, now this week, they go to Birmingham, Alabama, to take on uh, Ramsey High School. Ramsey is the defending uh, state 5A champions in the state of Alabama. So they're going to have their hands full. This team has dealt with some injuries. Um, very notably at the quarterback position where their quarterback is out for the foreseeable future, maybe making a return for the playoffs depending on how fast his healing and recovery process is. So they've had to, you know, do a couple things. I think playing Jag and Percy Julian, they were able to try some things out and see what works because their schedule it does not get easier. Like I said, you have the defending 5A state champions, Ramsey. Next week you have your bitter high school rival mm. in Opelika. You have a bye week, and then you take on your another rival in Central Phoenix City, which uh, for Auburn fans that will probably listen to this podcast, um, Central Phoenix City coached by Auburn legend uh, Patrick Nix. Um, 
and, and Central has produced a lot of great athletes, notable um, recently now is Cam Coleman, who's committed to Texas A&M, who might still reconsider committing to Auburn. We'll see how that plays <laughs> out. Um, but, yeah, but that's kind of Auburn High School. I think they have a great trajectory. Uh, right now they could lose another game, that game being Central Phoenix City, um, because, wow, the roster Central Phoenix City has is just – Amazing, they're a well coached team, and so is Auburn High School. Um, but they kind of they're gonna have their hands full when that matchup happens in about three weeks. Um, but right now, they 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 have to take care of business against Ramsey on Friday. Yeah, it seems like a lot uh, brighter days for Auburn High School. But when it comes to the university, as we saw this weekend, jumping to uh, the Auburn Tigers this weekend, going against Texas A and M, it was just. A mess, you know. We, you watch the cow game, and you go, it can't get worse than this. It can't, right? And it did. It, it did. It, it, it did it get did. pretty bad. Uh, I mean, what, what are some of the things you saw? Like the starting off with the offensive line. You know, Jack, in my role as Auburn Superfan number two, I have been now labeled as a sunshine pumper. Mm-hmm. So, which means I always see the positivity <laughs> when there's a whole mess of negativity. Uh, I had the privilege of being there in College Station just as a fan. Um, and I must tell you, College Station is a big college city. Mm-hmm. Um, great facilities. The Midnight Yale was phenomenal. But, man, when people call Texas A&M a cult, I mean, I'm not going to call it that on the <laughs> podcast, but it makes you wonder, man. Yeah. It makes you wonder all the things we saw. But the people that take, the people at Texas A&M University, they're friendly. Um, I think I've, people, I've heard people call it the Auburn of Texas. I kind of see where they're getting that from. The they're, culture kind yes, of. Yes, yeah. they're, they're extremely nice people, very hard, um, open-armed people. I got invited to several tailgates to people I didn't even know. Mm. Um, and then even after the game, despite the way we played, someone came to me and said, y'all played a great game. And I kind of looked at him. I could have told him something else, but yeah. I said, thank you. Uh, had fun. But, man, Jack, it's like from, from kickoff to the clock going off, the, mm-hmm. the, the Tigers just couldn't get it together. Um, I will say, I, like I said, I was there. It was – Field level temperatures were peaking at 110, I believe. So uh, I heard mm-hmm. on the Auburn radio uh, from voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Bertram. So it was a hot one. Um, I think that'll be the hottest game we've played. The latest game we're going to play all year, and I think we probably played the hottest game we're going to play all year. And coincidentally, those games were both on the road. Mm-hmm. At Cal's not a tough environment, but a is a tough environment. Um, so kind of those factors were playing in my mind were playing a fa- uh, playing a factor into the game. Do you think the heat kind of was wearing down the offensive line stuff? I will say the heat was wearing down the defense more than anything because mm-hmm. they spent the most time on the field. That is true. Because um, I know towards the end when the game was kind of just like at hand, um, the defense got back on there, and this Texas A&M receiver or running back, he was able to zip and zag up the field for a touchdown. I was like, yeah, fatigue, this heat. And the injuries were yeah, piling up on the second Yes, sec- exactly. Secondary. You know, kind of just – War with a wear and tear on our defense. Obviously, you have to address the quarterback position if you're Coach Hugh Freeze, and I kind of feel like he will. Um, he has a great quarterback staff with himself, uh, Philip Montgomery, who's offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and Ken Austin, who's an offensive analyst, I believe. Um, so I believe the pieces are still there. Obviously, it doesn't get any easier if you're Auburn. Uh, luckily, you have a bye week next week, which I think you're going to need to get healthy. Um, I think in the press conference today, he kind of – 
say Demar Austin, he's kind of out indefinitely. So you're, you're well, taking. I was gonna say we got Georgia this weekend. Right, so. you have Georgia this weekend, and, and then we have the bye week after going into LSU. Exactly. So the goal is to beat Georgia, but man, I mean, at what point do you say, well, the goal is not only beat Georgia, but the goal is to stay healthy, because I just don't think you could take afford another injury, and you're just lacking depth. Like I believe at some point during the game on Saturday. They were on the third string in one of the positions. Yeah. That's hard. That's difficult to do, man. I know you spoke about the offense there for a second with the QB staff. What have you thought about the QB? Because, I mean, Thorne just – it does, like it seems like we just can't throw the ball, so why throw the ball? Ashford's not there yet. I, I feel like Ashford's still – like if if he's willing, and I think he is, he is able to like be a – could have be like a Malik Willis for freeze. With Thorne, I don't I don't know if it's like a confidence thing. Like I feel like he can make throws, but just he but then going back to the offensive line, he has no time. So it's it's very hard, I feel like, to judge them. You know, obviously as fans and and people like just uh have watched the games, it's easy to be like, it's QB, it's QB, right. it's QB. But these the offensive line just can't seem to keep him upright, and that's very tough because, you know, there's uh, Holden, you know, everyone's like, oh, let's see him. He comes in, I think it was like two of seven or whatever. Right. But they don't have time to throw, so, like, it's – you feel like it could be the QB play a little bit with some things because there is times they can throw and they right. just miss a throw or whatever. It's, it's hard to judge, so that's why I'm interested to see, like, you know, as – as you said, a sunshine pumper. Like, what do you think of these QBs right now? I still think we're going to win a national championship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But in all seriousness, if you look at it, and the quarterback position is a major concern right mm-hmm. now. Um, I think a lot of people's eyes in the offseason and the preseason were, okay, the offensive line needs to be fixed, it needs to be addressed, and it was in the portal and also with that high school recruiting class that Coach Freeze was able to salvage um, after the disastrous tenure of Brian Harson here at Auburn University. And I think he still has a blame in this. And, you know, and I'm not the kind of – I'm not the <laughs> guy that's going to point fingers or throw people under the bus, but it's hard to have the mediocrity you've had for the last past two years mm-hmm. and then expect this year to be, oh, well, we're just going to forget about the last, two, the last past two years. Well, in theory, you can't because you're yeah. still reaping the – repercussions of those two years and we saw it firsthand I believe at Cal and at Texas A&M uh, going back to holding Griner Grenier I think it's just a disservice to him to just throw him out there Saturday against Georgia and I don't think Coach Freeze will he said in his press conference today that which is Monday the 25th of September that you know he, the plan is still leaning towards Thorne mm-hmm. right there um, I was just going to say the Thorne like we our highest QBR in that game was Thorne's eighteen point nine. That that is tell, he threw six of twelve, forty four yards, and we gave up seven sacks in that game. That's just it was. And I get with the Harson thing. It is something like I think Auburn has a history of jumping the jumping the shark with things and going like, hey, let's get this coach out of here because we're losing. I think this is Freeze is going to be a coach. We got to ride it out. I think he can recruit well. I think that's like a bright side with having Freeze as our coach. And I mean, it's funny you say with Harson stuff because literally I had seen people defending Harson on Twitter 
after that, which I thought was very interesting. I I don't think Harson was the Auburn family. I tell you, right? I, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't I don't think Harson was a terrible coach necessarily. I just don't think he recruited, and that showed. And, and it's showing now. Yeah, it's showing, and I, we're going to feel the repercussions of that going forward. So with the QBs right now, I, I agree with, like, I don't think you throw Griner out there. Uh, or Gurner. I'm sorry for mispronouncing his name. Right. But You're not the only I, one. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you throw him out there against Georgia, which, which concerns me, though, with if we can't put up at least a touchdown or, or – which I don't right now. I don't think we can. I don't think we can. But UAB just put up fourteen on Georgia. Right, fourteen from UAB. And I've said this on previous podcasts this year so far, which is you would not see that out of Georgia the last couple of years. Right. Like obviously you want to be optimistic, and be like Auburn's got a chance. But our offense is so there's no rhythm right now in the right. offense. Like I thought the only rhythm I saw, which I liked. My bright spot for the offense this week was Jarquez Hunter. Right, I yeah. thought he had some big like yards per carry like runs. Is just him and Brian Batie. Mm-hmm. He like they were phenomenal. I think the the running backs were phenomenal. Um, yeah. I think far as uh, the wide receivers, I think there were a few. I ain't gonna say a few. There were a, a, a plethora of, of misreads, miscommunications from mm-hmm. the wide receivers and the quarterback. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this: Coach Reed is probably the, one of the most open coaches. We have had in some time. He is very blunt. He mm-hmm. doesn't hide it. And I think I find appreciation in that, knowing that. Because that's how Saban is. Exactly. In Tuscaloosa. Exactly. You know, he's forthcoming. Um, now, now, Saban gets a little attitude and whatnot. <laughs> but um, but Coach Freeze, he's very forthcoming. He's truthful. He's honest. Um, today, he said, go back and watch the film. You have wide receivers running open in the place. And mm-hmm. that was when the quarterback would just would get sacked. And you know, so – a lot of things have to be addressed, and like I said, me being that sunshine pumper that I am and I'll always be, um, I honestly believe Coach Freeze is the right man for this for the job here at Auburn. Um, you're going to have to give him two full years, so two recruiting classes, in order to bring in his yeah. players, and like another year or year and a half in the transfer portal. Um, uh, yeah, I know the waiting game is not fun, but I literally could see this being a year four situation where we finally see like, what he's built coming to fruition. Exactly. So I think with the class he's in the process of building now, plus the class that that'll be the this is twenty so the twenty five class mm. plus no. The twenty four the twenty four class and the twenty five class, you bring in those two classes, you'll see what he's made of in recruiting, those players being able to those because those will be his guys. This mm-hmm. past recruiting class was a mixture of Harson guys trying to bring in some Trent people exactly. from the portal. So I mean, so, so so you have a lot of dynamics on this team that are butting heads, and obviously the big thing going forward in the next two classes is okay. The quarterback, do you go get another one out the portal? Well, your quarterback room is already full. You have Payne Thorne, you have Robbie Asher, you have Holden Grenier, mm-hmm. you have Hank Brown. So I mean. Your quarterback room is already full. So where do you go next season? I know this is just only the first part of the season, but it, people are asking these questions. I wish I had the answers. I don't get the contract Coach Freeze does to have these answers, um, but I have full full faith in Coach Freeze and his staff to write this ship, and I just think the Auburn fans, the Auburn family, have to be patient. Um, was I frustrated Saturday? Of course I was. I yeah. mean, it's, it's all part of the fun in the games. 
But at the end of the day, it's kind of realizing, okay, Coach Freeze told us from the start that we we might not be really good this year. Mm -hmm. Have patience. Let's see what we can do. Um, You have a tough one against Georgia. You have a bye week, and then you go right into Death Valley. Yeah, and then now getting to the rest of the SEC this week. Is Bama back? Absolutely not. You're not going to buy into that? That's just Lane Kiffin doing what Lane Kiffin does Mm -hmm. and not winning big games. And I put this on Twitter, and I wasn't being mean, but and I also saw a tweet that Lane Lane Kiffin is 1-19 against Power 5 opponents that have went on to win nine or more games in a season. I was going to say, you better be careful. Lane Kiffin might pull Lou Hook like uh, Ryan Day. Exactly. Call you out, Floyd. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I mean, I saw that tweet, and I'm like, okay, Lane Kiffin cannot win big games. Now, he, he Ole Miss hosts LSU this week. Mm-hmm. If LSU goes in there and handles business, that's another example of Lane Kiffin can't win big games. Now, this past week, Ole Miss fans were like, well, it was on the road. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. But you have LSU at home at night, which – you have Ole Miss fans in the Grove all day tailgating. Mm-hmm. It should be a rowdy environment. Should is the operative word there. We'll see. Um, I, but as far as going back to Alabama, there were flashes of like their quarterback position and, and like their other weaknesses. I, I don't think Alabama's back. Hot take, breaking news. Call it what I'm gonna call it. Auburn still wins the Iron Bowl this year. Okay, that's your prediction for that. All right. Uh, I would be on board with that if we had an offense, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then other games, you know, you had South Carolina um, against Mississippi State. That was a good game. It came down the wire there at the end. Rattlers, Rattler and um, Rogers played really well. I mean, Rogers threw for almost 500 yards in that game. Rattlers and our QB, I've said multiple times already that like he, you're like. He has a talent. Like he threw – he was 18 of 20, a 96.7 uh, QBR, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's just – he has that game. Right. And the next game he's just going to, like – South Carolina is a team that I'm like – I. it's hard to decide, like, are they going to be – how good they're going to exactly. be this year. Um, but then the other game I think that was a big standout for the SEC this week was – the LSU Arkansas game. I don't know if you watched much of that, but that game was why KJ Jefferson put that team on his back. The Arkansas team, the LSU just was I think too much for that defense. But KJ Jefferson really said like, "Hey, I don't think enough people are talking about me." Like that's, right. that's how I felt watching that game. Like, like like last year with Max Duggan for TCU. Like right. we just fight. that's how it felt. It felt like you were watching a guy try to wheel his team to victory. Right. And I, I don't think he gets enough credit now, like, after watching that. Like, I've seen a little bit of K.J. Jefferson. I know that the Arkansas is always kind of like the last few years have had some good starts to the season and then just kind of faltered off or whatever, right. the injuries and stuff. Um, and I think if you if you look at all these games that, that you've just said, they, 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 they play each other again in, mm-hmm. in the sense of Alabama goes to Mississippi State on Saturday. Um I'm not saying Alabama's going to lose to Mississippi State at Mississippi State, but it's at night. Those Cowbells will be ringing. Yeah, Alabama can always has like a weird little struggle with exactly. Mississippi State for a little bit. Exactly. So don't be surprised if this game is closer throughout the entirety of the game, but Alabama starts to pull away late. 
I mean, that's that's kind of what Alabama does. It's who Alabama is. But don't be surprised if Mississippi State hangs in there all four quarters. Yeah. Um, we already talked about LSU. They go to Ole Miss. That LSU to me is going to win the West. All right. And they are one step closer if they beat Ole Miss this Saturday. Um, Beamer ball, baby. I yeah, love me. Ball. I love me some Beamer ball. Well, all right. We'll get into our picks now. We'll go ahead and get into our picks for this weekend. So starting off, we have number twenty-two in the nation, Florida at Kentucky. Who you got? You know, I saw a tweet that said, "I think Kentucky." It was North Carolina and Kansas. No, it was Kentucky, Duke, and Kansas. The Blue Bloods of college basketball. Mm-hmm. All of them are undefeated. All of them are ranked in the top 25 in football. It's like that, Kentucky. Kentucky's not ranked. Kentucky's not ranked. They start 4-0, but they're still not ranked. They're, they See, are favored in this game, though. That's a disgrace. Put some respect on their name. If they win this game, they're definitely ranked after this. But I mean, are, are, Jack, are you sold on on Jeremy Napier or Billy Napier? Yeah, Billy Napier. Um, shout out to Jeremy Napier. That's a team chaplain for men's basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not not completely. I think I mean last year they, even with Richardson, they kind of just didn't do much that they probably should have done with a QB like him. Kentucky, you know, in uh, that Kentucky. Do what? Uh, it is at Kentucky, yeah. So they, I mean, they're a three-point favorite, you know. So I like that. You gonna go with Kentucky? I'm gonna go with Kentucky by three. Yeah. I like that. I think I'm gonna have to go with. I think I'm going Florida. I think Florida. <laughs> I think Florida's gonna find their footing and keep it going. Um, okay, and then look, you, look, you're gonna have people tweeting at me that I don't know ball. <laughs> but hey, I, I've wrongly predicted Auburn football <laughs> every week. I've done well predicting it. Majority of SEC play, but Auburn football I've not done well. I, I said Jarquez <laughs> would run out for 100 yards against Sanford. Did not come close. So, uh, But, yeah, Texas A&M at Arkansas, I think I'm going to Arkansas. I, got, I, after KJ, I think if KJ Jefferson can uh, keep playing like how he's playing against LSU and then it being at Arkansas as well. So I'm going to crack you on that. It's a neutral site game. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, so A&M and Arkansas, they play at... AT&T Stadium. Yep, yeah, at yeah, Jerry right. World. They play at Jerry World. Um, but Connor Wegman, or Wegman, for Texas A&M, left the game Saturday against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Max Johnson came in, kind of took over the reins with ease. Um, I do think Arkansas gives you gives Max Johnson a little bit more than what Auburn showed. Because mm-hmm. by the time Max Johnson got into the game against Auburn, the Auburn defense was was tired. Yeah, they well, were fatigued. There's injuries already piling exactly. up. Exactly. So I mean, it was a lot of factors in that. Um, to me, I think this game goes down to if Connor Wakeman or Weakman can play. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the Arkansas that I saw against LSU, if that same Arkansas team shows up this upcoming Saturday, mm-hmm. I think they take care of Texas A and M. But you're feeling A and M right now. I'm, uh, I, <laughs> they're seven point favorite. They also A and M is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with Arkansas. Um, hopefully Jimbo can stay off the field on Saturday and don't be <laughs> in the way of a player scoring a touchdown. Um, but I'm going to go with Arkansas. If K.J. Jefferson plays with with the intensity he played with against LSU, yeah. and going into LSU at night it, 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 and winning, 
it's it's not it's it's not an easy task. All they didn't win, but they hung in there as long as they could. They get down to the final seconds of the game. So I'm gonna go with Arkansas. All right. Then uh Missouri number twenty three right now in the nation. I think that's kind of a little quiet right now. They're four and against Vanderbilt. I obviously I gotta go Missouri, fourteen point favorite. I love Vanderbilt, you know, but I'm going Missouri yeah. too. I'm going Missouri. And then thirteen LSU at twenty Ole Miss. I like I agree with you when your statement about Lane Kiffin, you know, I'm I like Lane Kiffin as a coach. I think he's a very interesting guy. I, I, I like Lane Kiffin, the the Twitter personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his Twitter personality is very interesting. Like his his offense is uh, usually fairly good. It did not look good in Tuscaloosa, but it did not. Um, I think I'm going to LSU. That's like I'm just gonna go with LSU. I mean, they're a two point five favorite. What time is this game? This game is this a night game? This is it is at five. Is at five? Okay, mm-hmm. so. The hotty toddy fans I have all day to enjoy themselves. It's so eighty three degrees weather. So. Yeah. So, but I'm still gonna go with LSU. This is another big game for Lane Kiffin. Um, when it comes to Auburn, that's gonna be a big game because of all that happened in the off season. Mm-hmm. But this one, I, I just feel like LSU is, is gonna go in there and make a, a, a statement, saying the SEC West is gonna run through Baton Rouge once again this year. Yeah. Um. And then South Carolina at Tennessee. So South Carolina beat Tennessee last year. At home. At, at home. Beat them bad. It, it was at South Carolina. So this year is at Tennessee. Tennessee is a 12.5 favorite. I think B-Roll still got it in them. I want to take a risk on this one. I'm going to go South Carolina. If the t- of course, it's a Tennessee team that showed up in Gainesville shows up then. Yes, yeah, South Carolina will win that game. But it goes with what we were saying earlier. What Spencer Rattler are you going to get? That's true. That's true. What Spencer Rattler are you going to get? I'm going to take a gamble and go. I, I've been. I like Beamer Ball. I'm going to go with South Carolina, too. Okay, okay. Um, so you're riding with me on the little risk here because it's kind of a. Yeah, it, it's a toss-up. Um, Neyland Stadium will probably be energetic, but I'm going to mm-hmm. roll with Beamer Ball. Will there be punches thrown at the end? Maybe so. Okay. <laughs> Maybe so. And then – Alabama travels to Starkville against Mississippi State. You know, that's about a 30-minute drive, maybe 30 minutes to an hour drive. For for Alabama? From Tuscaloosa to Starkville. I did not know that. Is that close? Dang. Well, you think that I guess Tuscaloosa has been here in the Cowbells that night, or do you think the Cowbells are going to be quiet coming into that game? I think Mississippi State can continue. I think anybody – in the SEC, even Missouri could any keep, given Saturday just can this year could hang with this Alabama team. Mm-hmm. It's the ability of Jalen Milrow being able to make something happen. Mm-hmm. It's the ability of the offensive line to give him or allow him time to pass the ball if that's the play. If the play design is for Milrow to run, well, Milrow can run. Will Rogers, you gave his stats earlier. Mm-hmm. Will Rogers is not a bad quarterback. He might be one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, probably. But I don't think they can beat Alabama. I I mean, I see Alabama taking a few more losses this season, but I don't see it happening in Starkville. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I did pick against Alabama last week. I was starting to buy into the whole, like, is he dead? I started to as well. And I I believe the dynasty is dead, but – they just go up and say Lane Kiffin can't win big games yeah. and start Mississippi State just won't be able to contend with Alabama. Yeah. 
I'm definitely going Alabama. They're 14-point favorites in this one. Yeah, and that might be a little bit too low. <laughs> Finally, the game you've been waiting on, Georgia at Auburn. Georgia, I, I know I said 14 points. It was actually 21. for They gave up to UAB, 21 points. I, I, It's crazy that they allow that. Like, I mean, do you think Auburn can – would their offense even touch – 10 points against Georgia? And Coach Reese had the line of the po- of the press conference today previewing this game from Coach Freeze was, thank God it's in Jordan Hare. Yeah. And I 1,000% agree, thank God it's in Jordan Hare. Okay, before you say that, though, last year, thank God it's in Jordan Hare, Penn State rolled up, and Penn State. Yeah, so. but I just – but we saw what Penn State could do we we also saw what we did the first. <laughs> I'm just game. saying, like we have and laid some eggs in Jordan Hare in recent memory. Yes, we have, but I think last year was just a a combination of so many factors, so yeah. many factors that we just don't have the time. And I don't think I have the authority to say on air, but <laughs> we are just not going to do that. So, but thank God it's in Jordan Hare. Um, Jordan Hare. If you, this is still Georgia. Georgia's mm. still the standard of college football now that Alabama's on the decline. This is st- not looking like the Georgia team you've seen the last past two years that's just strictly dominant from start to finish. South Carolina hung in there with them. Mm-hmm. In Athens, this is Georgia's first road game of the season. It's a sold-out crowd. Yeah. It's at 2.30. It's going to be a nice warm one, probably. I mean, UT Martin put up seven points on them. Exactly. So, I'm, so. I, if you know me, I will never pick against Auburn. I will not. So, I'm, I'm going to pick Auburn. But I'm not going to say Auburn by 14, Auburn by 20. I'm going to say Auburn by three. And the reason I say three is because we have a guy named Alex McPherson. And he has probably one of the best legs in the country. Um, yeah. If I wasn't a sunshine pumper, I probably would say Georgia by 14. Oh, well, I'm not a sunshine. I'm going <laughs> Georgia probably by 20, honestly, in this game. I'm I'm sorry. It is okay. You know, I, like I said, I'll never pick against Auburn. Even I'm, just, though, I'm the complete opposite of you. Yeah, I'm you pessimistic. Are, you, exactly, like, and I'm, I'm very gonna... optimistic. But in order for – I will say this. In order for Auburn to win this game, they have to have a game plan. Offense got to be going. That has that fits the style of who whatever quarterback starts. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna if you're gonna start Robbie Ashford, the game plan needs to reflect Robbie Ashford. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna start Peyton Thorn, the game plan needs to reflect Peyton Thorn. I I just think it's also on Thorn to be able to look and see who's open. I think there was just a lot of time that it was just a lot of misreads going on. Mm-hmm. You can't. No, all these the holdings, delay of games, false starts, you can't give that to yeah, Georgia. You can't have that. They will run up the score easily. Um, you do that, and we went into halftime at A&M only down by three. You do that in Jordan Hare against Georgia, you might be going to halftime down 21. No. So you got to be careful. I'm going to roll with the Tigers. I, but, oh, my goodness, if Coach Freeze can pull off this win <laughs> – there will not be another roll of toilet paper left in the state of Alabama for about a good month because it's all going to be thrown. Um, 
on those trees at Tumorous. Right. So this win will be – I mean, even if Auburn doesn't win, if they keep it close, mm-hmm. it shows improvement from last week. It shows recruits that, hey, maybe I'm that deciding factor. Okay. It shows the fan base, if you give them time and patience, we can get there. We will get there. Yeah. So keeping it close is the goal. Winning is the goal of Coach Reese. I have them winning. But at the end of the day, you got to keep it close. And main thing, you got to keep it healthy. You got you to gotta keep your team healthy because mm-hmm. you can't afford no more injuries. Well, that does it for us today. Thank you, Floyd, for joining me. I appreciate you coming on. So please like, subscribe, follow the Auburn Plainsmen's podcast. And thank you for listening.